You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. It's so nice having you with us one more time. And we are so happy that you tune in to listen to the Word of God. And we know that today you will be blessed. Hello, dear loved ones. We want to greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our King. But I tell you, man, we are always excited to come in your homes and wherever you might be at this time to share with you the blessings of of the word of the Lord. We are all about kingdom business. We are on our father's business and the will of the father. That's what we must do. So right now we would like to encourage you to call a neighbor or call a friend and ask them to join us as we share the word of the Lord. Because we know that they will be blessed. Our God is an awesome God. So uh, today we are about to start a, a, a story on five ways to draw closer to Jesus. I mean, we can find a thousand ways to draw closer to the Lord, but we're talking about five ways to draw closer to the Lord. So we'll read Ruth chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and that's we'll be dealing with these verses telling us how we can draw closer to Jesus. And we'll begin reading verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young woman you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be, when he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. And he said to her, and she said to her, all that you said to me, I will do. So as believers, we desire a closer relationship with the Lord. Every believer, wherever you are, if you are a child of God, you ought to have that burning desire in your heart to have a closer walk with the Lord. You know what the song says, just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, this my plea. And that's what we should have, a closer relationship with the Lord. So, Ruth and a Moabite and a Gentile pagan is brought to faith in the Lord and has a redeemer's name, Boaz, whom she married. Now, Boaz is from Bethlehem pictures the Lord Jesus Christ. Ruth and Boaz are a true illustration of the church and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see Ruth chapter 3 tells of a very close and intimate relationship between Ruth and Boaz, the church and the Lord Jesus. So Christianity is not a code, a cause, a creed, a conduct, or a church. It is Christ. The mark of a Christian is a love for Jesus Christ. You know, a Christian is a follower of Jesus or a disciple of Jesus. So the desire of every child of God is to know Jesus Christ more intimately. Just as a husband and wife get to know each other in an intimate way, in the same way, 
we need to have that intimate relationship with Jesus. So every child of God wants more than redemption. We want a relationship with our Lord. We desire more than gifts. We want the giver who is Jesus Christ to be real to us. I want to read Philippians 3.10 to you. I trust you have your Bibles open and you are following along with us because this is going to be good. So please get your Bible and follow along with us. Philippians chapter 3 and that's in the New Testament and verse 10. It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being confirmed to his death. Paul already knew him intellectually. Paul knew Jesus spiritually. But he wants to know more about the Lord Jesus. There's a song that says, More about Jesus would I know, more of his grace toward the show, more of his saving fullness, more of his love who died for me. So Paul wanted to know more about the Lord Jesus. We don't want to just know about Jesus. We want to know him to be real in our lives. We want to know him to be true in our lives because we want to experience him and enjoy him every day of our Christian life. So when we see him face to face. We want to have already known him heart to heart. Oh no, I love that, man. I love that. I said, when we see Jesus face to face, because you know, my friends, we are going to see him. Those of us who are redeemed by his blood, we are going to see him face to face. We are going to be like him. John says in chapter two or chapter three, somewhere first John, that we are going to be like him and more like the master is my desire. I long to ever be. So when we see him face to face, we want to have already known him heart to heart. Naomi's advice to Ruth shows us five ways to draw closer to Jesus. So the first one says, you must be freshly cleansed. And Ruth 3, 3 says, So wash and anoint yourself, then put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor, but stay out of the man's sight until he has finished eating and drinking. So we must be clean if we are to draw near to our Lord. Because James 4 advises us, he says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So we cannot worship God with dirty hands, a defiled heart, or double minds. And when I say cleanse, or we're not talking about having a shower. No, we're talking about your heart must be pure. Second Corinthians verse 7 and 1 says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So the scriptures say that we have to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness and perfecting holiness. Holiness doesn't mean that you wear a long dress all the way down to your ankle. No, we have to, like I said earlier, we must have a pure heart. And so many people complain that their prayer life is fruitless and their prayers go and answered. There's a reason why Isaiah says, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, 
I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Isaiah 1, 15-16 and verse 16 says, Wash your hands. Make yourself clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes and cease to do evil. So if you're doing evil, that's the reason why your prayer life is fruitless. So you got to be free of these things. You got to cleanse yourself. Amen. Glory to God. So let me ask the question now. How are we cleansed? So how are we cleansed? And you know it's not going to the shower. That's not what we are talking about. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual uh, matter we are dealing with. The scripture tells us, watch this now, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 25 and 26. And I, and I ask you to have your Bibles so you, so you will know what we are talking about. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26, that he might watch this, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word of of the Lord, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word of the Lord. That's how powerful God's word is. That's why we have to feast on that word. We have to study that word. We have to hide that word in our hearts that we might not sin against God. The word of God is to our spirit what wash is to our body. Psalms 119 and verse 9, I think, it says, How can a young man cleanse his way? But he says, it's by taking heed according to your word. It's by taking heed according to the word. So it says a young man, but this would go to every one of us. How can we cleanse our ways? We can do that by the word of the Lord. The Bible reveals sin. Not only do we read the Bible, the Bible reads us also. That is great. Not only do we read the Word, but the Word of God reads us. Because you see, my friends, every time you open the pages of the Word of the Lord and you begin to read that Word, God is speaking to you and God is showing us what we have in us that we need to get rid of and the path that we need to follow. The Bible reveals the solution to our sin problems, my friends. It's not the government. It's not the preacher. It's not our schools. It is the word of God that reveals the solution to the problem of the world. We can force, we can fight, we can jump high, we can jump low. But unless we go back to the word of the Lord, and study the word of God for ourselves, apply the principles of the word of God to our own lives, then we will remain in the situation that we are in. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God is saying, he says, then will I hear from heaven, then will I forgive their sins, and then will I heal their lands. By the blood of Jesus Christ, John 1, 7 and 9 says, let me read this for you quickly. He says that this man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man coming into the world. When we confess our sins, we name them specifically and, and agree with God about our sins. When God cleanses us, what he calls cleanse, no man can call 
unclean because God's word is final. God has spoken and so shall it be. To draw closer to the Lord, you must be fragrantly consecrated. You know, in the Old Testament times, brides and priests were anointed. The anointing of a priest meant a consecration is setting aside. And we know the word consecrated means set apart or you're dedicated to something. And so in Songs of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, My beloved is to me a cluster of henna flowers in the vineyards of Engidi. Also we see in Songs of Solomon chapter 4 verse 14, it says, Fragrant plants and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, along with all the finest spices. So we know all these are spices and it make you smell good. Fragrance here speaks of love and intimacy, which means intimacy we can say into me you see. So our anointing is the Holy Spirit. When Christ dwells in us, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And 1 John 2.27 says, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So when you have the anointing on you. Christ abides within and you don't need anyone say you don't need anyone to teach you because you have the Holy Spirit living and abiding with you and he will teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit gives us the fragrance of Christ. If we want to draw near to God, then you and I must be totally surrendered to the Holy Spirit of God so that he can make us a sweet smelling savor that our lives will be like incense to him. You know, sometimes people burn incense and they give off the sweet smelling aroma. That's what we need to do in order to be drawn closer to God. Now I think our prayer should be, hover over me, Holy Spirit. Bathe my trembling heart, sun brow. Fill me with thine hallowed presence. Come, oh come, and fill me now. Fill me now, fill me now. Jesus, come and fill me now. Fill me with thine hallowed presence. Come, oh come, and fill me now. So the third one is, we must be fitly clothed. We must be fitly clothed. Let me go back to Ruth chapter 3 and verse 3. Let me read that for you quickly. It says, Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy remnant upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man, until he shall have done eating and drinking. So, Ruth has been a widow, and is wearing her widow's garment. She has also been uh, gleaming in the fields, and her clothes are dusty and dirty. Naomi advised Ruth to wear her best, to dress up in the essence, to put off the garments of mourning. Or oh, so many of us have a garment of mourning, so to speak. It is time for us to change our garment and clothe ourselves in the righteousness of God if we want to be drawn closer to the Lord because my friends hey if you are going to be drawn closer to the Lord you have to change your garment 
You cannot have the garment of heaviness, the garment of malice. You cannot have the garment of hatred and pride and envy and jealousy. No, man. You've got to clothe yourselves in the garment of righteousness. So Naomi's advice must have been wonderful news for Ruth, just as the gospel is good news for all of us. I said just as the gospel is good news for all of us. You know the gospel is good news, don't you? Yeah, that's the good news of salvation. That's the good news of redemption. Let me read Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 for you. It says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord have, has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captivity and the opening of the prison to those who are bond. That's the word of the Lord to proclaim the acceptable years of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. We notice here that Naomi told Ruth to dress up. So the question is, how are you to dress up for the Lord? It says, put off your ashes of sorrow. He will give beauty for ashes. Put away mourning. He will give joy for mourning. Put off the garments of heaviness. He will give the garments of praise. And so today we need to be praising the Lord. Isaiah 61 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As the bridegroom decks himself with ornaments. And as the bride adorns herself with her jewels. That tells me like you know, when someone is getting married. So if you're feeling sorrowful today. Put away the spirit of heaviness. Because he said he gave you the garments of praise. So it's time to get your praise on. It's time to praise God. Because he said we need to pull out some of the groans from our prayers. And put in some hallelujah. So if you're groaning it's time to praise God. Hallelujah is the highest praise we can give unto God. Psalms 100 verse 2 says. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, even if you cannot sing or hold a note, you can still make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So when you come before the Lord, you should be happy. You should be excited because he has done something wonderful for you. You say, I have my salvation is in the Lord. I have the robe of righteousness. My friends, put away the sorrowful heart and just get your praises on and start praising God because he's been too good to us to be sorrowful. Amen. So we are on number four now. We must be fully committed. We must be fully committed to the cause of Christ if we want to be drawn closer to the Lord. Now watch this. Ruth was to place herself at the feet of her Redeemer. The most secret place is at the feet of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Oh, what words I hear him say. Ruth placing herself at the feet of Boaz was a sign of full commitment. And this was Ruth's way of telling Boaz that she was willing to take him as her redeemer husband. Now, be careful though, because this passage should not be interpreted in light of modern day America or St. Vincent or elsewhere around the world. No, this is not dirty or impure. 
This was not done in secret. There were other people on the freshening floor, including entire families. So we have to be careful that we do not think of anything impure about this scripture because God always do things well. We see here that Ruth is placing herself under his protection. That's Boaz's protection. And we see in verse 9, it says, he said to her, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your maid. Spread the hem of your garment over me, for you are a close relative and redeemer. So we see here that Boaz was her redeemer. Christ was our redeemer. So the word for skirt is translated wings. In an earlier chapter where Ruth came under the wings of Jehovah, we cannot have an intimate relationship with Jesus unless we are fully committed to him we got to be sold out the song says i am sold out you, you got to be sold out to him completely be committed i'm totally his nothing or no one can remove me or get between us because i have an intimate relationship with the father amen and amen so yes my friends we have to be fully committed to christ and if we are fully committed to the Lord, we will be fully committed to our family members. We will be fully committed to our church. We will be fully committed to our duties. So let's go to number five. And we will talk about uh, we must be faithfully compliant. We must be faithfully compliant. And I need to go back to the book of Ruth and read from chapter three, verses four and five for you quickly. Uh, chapter three, verses four and five. And it shall be, when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie. And thou shalt go in and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. So she is ready to obey. She is ready to not only be a hearer of the word, but she's also ready to be a doer of the word. The scripture tells us that we ought not to be hearers only, but we ought to be doers of the word of the Lord. We have too many hearers and not many doers. We need to be doers of the word of the Lord, my friends. When we start to be doers of the word of the Lord, our lives will change, our world will change because people will see that we are real, that we are not fake we are real people and so when we start doing what the word of the lord says obedience my friends is necessary to having an intimate walk with christ when we walk with the lord in the light of his word what a glory he shares on our way my husband just said that obedience is necessary to have an intimate walk with Christ. And we see in John 7, 17, it says, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. So we know that whatever we do, we can't do it on our own. We have to do it through Christ. So when you and I surrender to the will of God, he will teach us. We should not say, Lord, show me your will and I'll decide whether or not I'll do it. We should say, Lord, I'll do it. What is it? I am totally, like I said a while ago, I am totally committed to you. Lord, I want to do your will. So use me, Lord. Use even me because I love you and want to do your will. Amen and amen. Well, you know, my friends, 
We trust this study was a blessing to you. But you know, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Or maybe you were, you've been drifting away from the fold. You've been drifting away from the Lord. We just talked about the five ways to draw closer to Jesus. Today might be that day that you want to come back to the Lord. You want to be drawn closer to the Lord. Would you today say that prayer and come to Jesus just as you are? Let us pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for your words, which has gone forth today. We know that your words will never return unto you void, but that your words will accomplish for the purpose in which you have sent it to. We pray for those who might be drifting away from the fold of God, that today you would speak to their hearts, that the Spirit would convince, convince them and convict them, and that they would make a turnaround and come back into the fold. Have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And if this program has been a blessing to you, we will love to hear from you. So you can email us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy, you must carry on. Bye now. Uh, God bless you and God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you.